Hello, knowledge seekers. In this episode of 20 Minute Books, we delve into the influential work The Beauty Myth by Naomi Wolf. A pivotal text since its publication in 1991, The Beauty Myth explores the pervasive unease and anxiety that women encounter as a result of the omnipresent cult of beauty. Wolf meticulously examines the patriarchal and economic factors that cultivate and enforce the unrealistic standards and norms imposed on women. The book serves as an eye-opening narrative on how beauty is used as a political tool to promote dissatisfaction and to uphold gender inequality. Naomi Wolf, the author of this groundbreaking text, is an esteemed graduate from Yale University and a Rhodes Scholar at Oxford University. With her extensive academic background and experience, Wolf has authored numerous international bestsellers, including Promiscuities, Fire with Fire, and Misconceptions, each continuing the dialogue on women's issues. This book is essential reading not only for individuals grappling with negative body images, but also for women who are feeling the societal pressures to conform to certain aesthetic ideals. Furthermore, feminists and advocates for gender equality who are seeking a deeper understanding of the modern standards of beauty will find the beauty myth a reassuring voice in the call for a more equitable future. Join us as we explore the profound insights offered by Naomi Wolf on how to equip ourselves to foster a society less confined by biases and more embracing of genuine diversity and self-acceptance. The Beauty Myth. How Images of Beauty Are Used Against Women. Introduction. Unmasking Beauty. How Cultural Standards Shape Our Lives. Take a moment and envision the image of beauty that society often presents. Now consider how rapidly it changes and varies across cultures. Doesn't this suggest that beauty is less an absolute standard and more a social construct? Indeed, Our views on beauty aren't simply preferences. They're influenced by a complex mix of historical, cultural, and societal factors that impact our everyday lives, particularly for women. The beauty myth, a societal belief that dictates a narrow standard of beauty for women, does more than drive consumerism. It perpetuates inequality and affects women's status in the workforce, their financial independence, and even their health. To truly grasp the grip that the beauty myth has on our world, we'll dive into how this mythology emerged, its implications, and why breaking free from its clutches is essential for equality. Through this exploration, we'll uncover how the pressure on women to conform to beauty standards intensified as they entered the workforce, the cult-like mechanics of the beauty industry, and the disturbing connection between the beauty myth and the wage gap that places women at a disadvantage. Let's unpack these notions and reconsider the very concept of beauty, reshaping it from a constraining expectation to a form of personal expression that celebrates diversity and defies oppressive norms. Part 1. Behind the Facade How Beauty Standards Are Political Shackles In the ongoing struggle for gender equality, Society often overlooks a more insidious form of oppression, the stringent standards of beauty that women are expected to meet. 
While significant strides have been made in terms of rights and career opportunities for women, there's a darker narrative at play, undermining their autonomy and power. Enter the beauty myth, a political and cultural device to rein in the advances of feminism by fixating on an ever-elusive standard of beauty. The concept proposes that beauty is not just desirable but essential, and that without it, a woman's value and visibility plunge. The cruel irony is that high-achieving women, those who have conquered professional fields and attained considerable status, find themselves in an intensified spotlight. The scrutiny over their appearance magnifies reinforcing the idea that no amount of success can absolve a woman from the demand for physical perfection. Born out of the need to preserve a patriarchal society, the beauty myth arose as women's roles began to shift dramatically. Once valued for their domestic productivity and familial contributions, the Industrial Revolution catalyzed a shift in women's societal positions, prompting a reactionary clampdown on their newfound liberties. The beauty myth emerged as a stealthy yet powerful means of controlling women, pitting them against one another in a ceaseless competition of self-assessment and insecurity. As we move forward, the next segment will delve into how this relentless fixation on aesthetics bleeds into the workplace, shaping careers and altering professional dynamics. Part 2. The Double Bind. Navigating the Beauty Paradox in the Office. In the decades following World War II, as more and more women entered the workforce, an underlying tension began to undermine their professional progress. By the mid-1980s, with over half of the women in the United States holding jobs, the traditional patriarchal structures felt the tremors of change. This perceived threat gave rise to a new, more insidious form of control. The undue emphasis on a woman's appearance as her most valuable asset in the workplace, dubbed the Professional Beauty Qualification, or PBQ. The precursors to this phenomenon were roles traditionally reserved for women, where looks were paramount, such as actresses and models. A striking example is the case brought against Playboy in 1972 by Margarita St. Cross, a waitress who claimed she was dismissed because she no longer embodied the so-called bunny image. The shocking ranking system Playboy used, ranging from flawless to has-lost bunny image, highlights the superficial criteria women were subjected to. Shockingly, Playboy's assessment of a woman's beauty was upheld as a legitimate metric by which employment could be judged. This landmark decision paved the way for professional environments where women's appearances were put on trial. Women found themselves trapped in a lose-lose scenario, being penalized for both being too attractive and not attractive enough. They risked termination for their looks provoking unwanted attention, as was the case in Barnes v. Costell, signifying that women could be blamed for inciting sexual harassment. Simultaneously, lacking femininity or eschewing makeup could also be grounds for career stagnation, as demonstrated in the lawsuit Hopkins v. Price Waterhouse. This complex web of beauty standards and expectations creates a no-win scenario for women, underscoring how the beauty myth extends its tentacles into every aspect of women's professional lives, cementing its role in preserving gender discrimination in the office. Part 3. Advertising. The engine powering the beauty myth. 
Have you ever gazed at a glossy magazine ad and felt a twinge of inadequacy? That sensation is not accidental. It's the cogwheels of advertising, turning insecurities into profits. The alliance between advertisers and the media is a long-standing one, with beauty products and services at the core of this symbiotic relationship. Advertisers not only fund publications, but also shape their narratives, leading to an overarching theme that reinforces the beauty myth. In the past, women were wooed by the image of the industrious homemaker, with adverts peddling domestic bliss packaged alongside household goods. These advertisements masterfully turned homemaking into a revered vocation, curbing the ambitions of many women who might have otherwise sought careers outside the home. Over time, as women firmly established their presence in the workforce, the sales pitch changed tact. The homemaker was replaced by perfect models, and the products changed from kitchen appliances to beauty-enhancing concoctions and regimes. These images of perfection are purposefully unattainable, strategically crafted to sell cosmetics, dietary aids, and anti-aging treatments, tapping directly into the vein of the beauty myth. The effect on women is twofold. They are left feeling inadequate in comparison to the ideals presented, thereby driving the demand for more products in a vain attempt to mirror the advertised perfection. This loop of desire and consumption is evident in the sharp rise of diet-related content and the staggering revenue generated by cosmetics ads compared to their household counterparts. The profitability of exploiting beauty insecurities is staggering. With the diet industry raking in billions and surges in revenues across the cosmetics, cosmetic surgery, and pornographic industries, it becomes apparent that the notion of beauty is not merely a societal ideal, but a formidable commercial force. As we progress into the next section, we will explore the underlying motive behind this phenomenon, the preservation of a patriarchal society that thrives on these very insecurities. Part four, the high cost of beauty, more than skin deep. The impact of the beauty myth manifests in ways far more consequential than mere vanity. It, in fact, holds dire ramifications for women's mental, physical, and economic well-being, while simultaneously benefiting those who perpetuate this myth. The corporate beauty myth capitalizes on appearance, creating a substantial wage gap between men and women. This gap spreads across professions, with female lawyers and saleswomen earning significantly less than their male colleagues. But the disparity doesn't end there. Even in female-dominated professions like hairdressing, men still earn markedly more. Despite advancements, women continue to earn only 79 cents for every dollar earned by men in the United States. Equally troubling is how the relentless pursuit of beauty imposed by societal standards takes a toll on women's health. The beauty myth idolizes extreme thinness, leading to a surge in disorders like anorexia, which impacts an alarming percentage of American women. With such pressure, it's not surprising that those who are most influenced by the beauty myth, women, form the vast majority of people battling these life-threatening disorders. Beyond the personal battles, the beauty myth cultivates a culture of competition and mistrust among women. There's an undercurrent of envy and resentment in the way women often talk about each other, and it speaks volumes about how deeply the myth has penetrated social dynamics. Advertisements only exacerbate this issue, 
using taglines that practically encourage this spiteful attitude. Financially, women suffer due to a lack of collective action, partly influenced by this divided state. In both the United Kingdom and the United States, a significant number of working women remain ununionized. This fact notably disadvantages women, as union membership has been correlated with higher wages. Now picture a world wherein women unite in rejection of the beauty myth. By channeling efforts into collaboration rather than competition, the potential for economic and societal advancements is vast. Such solidarity could rewrite the narrative on women's roles in society and the financial inequalities they face. Part 5. Breaking Free. How to Dismantle the Beauty Myth from Within. Shattering the beauty myth begins with a moment of revelation, realizing that the deep sense of dissatisfaction we feel when faced with beauty standards is a construct, one which we have the power to redefine. Awakening from the beauty myth's enthrallment allows us to see how it operates, controlling and confining us with a manipulative blend of allure, guilt, and blame. The myth functions like a cult, pervasive and cunning. It uses the vernacular of the beauty industry to instill in us the sense that imperfection is an inherent sin, with companies like Clinique categorizing facial lines in a way that deems flaws inevitable. Equally insidious is how products like Clarins attribute normal human expressions to the degradation of beauty, perpetuating a sense of guilt for simply existing. The food industry joins the fray, with brands like Wheat Thins implying that self-loathing should naturally follow the indulgence in forbidden treats. The path to freedom, however, is not through the abandonment of makeup or style. It lies in reclaiming these choices for ourselves, based on personal preference rather than fear or coercion. It's about dismissing the beauty myth and embracing beauty in its true, subjective form. To fortify this rebellion, women must kindle the spirit of solidarity. Imagine the power of women complementing and supporting one another without reservation, redirecting the charm and validation traditionally reserved for men into reinforcing their own bonds. The final and most critical stride in our journey is unequivocal recognition of the beauty myth as a corrosive and deceitful standard that has no place in a fair society. To eradicate it, women's voices must be amplified, their genuine desires and perspectives integrated into the cultural narrative. Only by hearing and valuing these truths can we hope to tear down the myth and cultivate a society free from its constraints. Final Summary In the beauty myth, we are confronted with the reality that conventional beauty is not a natural phenomenon, but a construct, one that has been meticulously engineered to uphold a patriarchal society. It is employed as a tool to undermine female strength and unity, perpetuating a cycle that leaves women feeling perpetually inadequate. The myth of beauty thrives on exploiting insecurities for political gain economic profit, and cultural control, ensuring that women remain disenfranchised. To dismantle this system that profits from division and self-doubt, we must first become conscious of its existence and the many ways it influences our lives. The transformative journey starts with challenging the pernicious standards that the beauty myth upholds. It's about moving beyond mere awareness to active defiance. 
rejecting the suffocating norms that dictate a woman's worth, through solidarity and by embracing authentic, diverse expressions of beauty, women can reclaim their power, celebrate their unique qualities, and ultimately, rewrite a narrative that has long dictated their place in society. Thank you for joining me today on this journey of learning and discovery as we explored the insights of another thought-provoking book in our growing library of knowledge. If you've enjoyed our time together, please take a moment to follow our podcast, give us a five-star rating, and share 20-minute books with other knowledge seekers. Your support truly means a lot. Don't forget to join me again in the next episode, where we will delve into another enriching book. Until then, happy reading and happy listening.